So we have homeless guy seizure, but then I also have finger cut in half incident, main woods creature encounter. Oh yeah. Wedding brawl, dad fight, KFC famous bull, Sun Microsystems one million dollars, and ruptured spleen. Those are just some of the stories that yeah. I, I could remember that I want to talk Veritas, about. Those are the track names for your next album, a hundred percent. Oh, dude. What's up, everybody? Oh, I messed up already. I just said, what's up, everybody? And my mind went blank. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, Veritas? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, God. Jet. I'm sick. I'm, like, really sick. So my brain is fried. Dude. Absolutely. Like how, how you felt how you felt just then is how I've been feeling like on and off for the last week, dude, playing chess. It's, it's weird. <laughs> Your brain's it's just like weird. Where am I? <laughs> dude, it's like I, I don't know if it's chess specific. Next next game I play seriously, we'll have to see if it's me or if it's if it's the the game of chess, but uh dude, it's like I go from five head genius level shit to like i lose my queen on the third move dude and i don't know if it's like i'm not paying attention because i'm talking to chat i get distracted or if i'm like half bored you see the thing is is that chess especially longer games like those 15 minute games yeah <clears throat> there's enough time between moves where it's like it could be two minutes three minutes yeah it's a long time to sit there yeah. So it's like enough time to like do something else or be watching, but you have to fucking pay yeah. attention. It's like it's like it like lures you into being like the quote unquote perfect stream game where you're like, oh, I can interact with chat in between, but the game necessitates <laughs> you not and being paying attention, dude. Because you'll I'll sit there and I'll calculate like all these lines and I'll you know like have a mental picture. If I do the the thing, like I'm not lazy and I'm gonna go ahead and say, okay, is this good? This good? Is this good? Are there any attacks? Are there captures? Are there checks? You know, whatever. And then it's like, okay, I have a mental picture of all the safe squares and the squares that are covered, and then I'll move a piece. And now it's a different board. Yeah. So I have to do it again. But yeah. Instead, the next time I'll I'll have it like cached. Yeah. Move a piece and I'll go. Oh, okay, that's not really a threat. And then I'll move another thing, forgetting like, oh god. Yeah. One, the piece I moved was covering two other squares. So. And I just feel so stupid because it's like as soon as I move it, I'll look at I'll look at the move for 30 seconds. I'll release mouse one and then instantly it becomes obvious to me that I've made a mistake. Oh, yeah. It's the weirdest thing, dude. Yeah. It's like, why couldn't I see it before? I could look at it for another 60 seconds and I wouldn't see it. But yeah. then I re release the mouse and somehow my brain's like, oh, you've woken up now and you're an idiot. You know, dude. Yeah, I felt like I felt that a lot when I was like learning like at the actual gameplay and like how to be good at Tarkov. Cause I was like my first PC game. So I was just so bad at it for so long, like for so long. And I, yeah, I would do that all the time where I would just like, as soon as I would make a push, I would be like, why am I standing out in the open in the middle of this road when that guy's holding it? And then I'm dead. And I'm like, Oh, well, but yeah. yeah. Isn't the worst thing making mistake that you, you can like say, don't do this thing. Don't do this yeah. thing. Don't do this thing. Don't do this thing. I don't know why I'm thinking about like baseball getting up to the plate where it's like, you know, like don't don't swing at a bad pitch. Don't swing at a bad pitch. Don't swing at a bad pitch. They throw the ball, hits yeah. dirt. You swing. You're like, fuck. Like why? Yeah. No. For I don't sure. know why. I don't know why, dude. Yeah. There's something in our brains. It's like, 
<clears throat> yeah, because that's that's an interesting point because it is normally when we're when I'm telling myself not to do a thing, like don't do this bad thing, don't do this bad thing, don't do this bad thing. It's like I'm not telling myself what to do, just not what not to do. So then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. And because I was only telling myself to not do this one bad thing, I hadn't considered the other bad things. So when I made the choice, it was another bad thing, as opposed to me focusing on like, do this, do this, do this, like what to do. Part of it, I think, is like ingrained behavior. It's this is actually something that's like relevant <laughs> to like my therapy where when I lose at chess and part of this was actually similar with Tarkov. Mm -hmm. I, I think I spent far too many years playing like COD for, you know, where yeah. like you would one V one a dude. And then like, as soon as you were done losing, you'd hear like a bloop, sent you a message, bloop, sent you a message. Oh, bloop, and, yeah. and it would just be like fucking talking shit. Yep. And it would just make me so mad when I was like 12 or 13 that I got trained that when I lose, I instantly see a face like, ah, like laughing at me and I get fucking mad at my opponent. Yeah. And I take it personally. Yeah. And no matter how much I know that's not true, you've trained yourself. Yeah. It's oh, like a reflex. Sure. It's like fight or flight where I just feel it right away. And there's no amount of preparation can can override no of, like, that can override. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like if someone says, you know, don't don't laugh and then they tickle you in your tickle yeah. spot right it's a visceral it's, thing it. yeah so when you're like don't do this thing i think a lot of times those things you've trained yourself yeah to do it right it's a bad habit or whatever and no matter so it's all it's almost like it's either you know subconscious i don't know dude but but i've been just trying to like trying to not trying to not fall into that trap but and you know sure. what like sometimes it goes well and then other times you're losing and you might be like, okay, you know, it's okay. Chess is like a game that 51% of the time you win, you're doing good, yeah. right? Like, um, but sure. then I'll be playing someone and then they'll write a message, you know, you fucking suck. And it's like, then it reinforces yeah. that like everybody, everybody, everybody. hates you. Everybody's yeah. laughing at you, everybody, you know, and it's, oh my God, dude. Also, I'm sure it doesn't help with chess, like a game that directly rates you on how good you are like you know what yeah. i mean because like because similar like you know tarkov is really the only analogy because tarkov's probably tarkov is the only analogy i can make because tarkov is really the only thing i've spent probably five to seven thousand hours doing in my life but i i used to say the same thing when people would look at like survival rate and how like how like the learning curve of getting better at tarkov means the goalposts move so like if you if every single time you ran into a squad, you died, you're pretty bad at Tarkov. But now if every single time you run into a squad, you kill two of them and die to the third, you're objectively better at Tarkov, but your survival rate is exactly the same. So like don't let that be this push down on you because like learning this game changes. You can be better and then need to work on a new thing. Now you're good at aim but you need to work on positioning now you're good at positioning but you need to work on uh you know multiple targets and tracking where they are and i'm sure i would imagine and you can speak to that that chess is similar where there's like there's like mountains and plateaus where like now i'm just in like a new echelon of thinking and and looking at these things but still every time i lose i lose elo and every time i win i gain elo so it's hard to consider yourself as 
learning a new part of the game when every time you lose, you're just like losing this rank that's staring you in the face. Yeah, and it's also weird in that like there's so many different skills to chess. Like, so not like not all the the scores are the same. So like mm, there are three time control groups. There's bullet, blitz, and oh, and, and they rapid. all have their own elo, right? Like it's their yeah, own. Yeah. So okay. yep. So bullet can be anywhere from twenty seconds, a twenty second game. That's insane. Twenty seconds to like a minute. Um, blitz can be like you know three to five minutes. Um, and then rapid can be ten to an hour. Um, so there's different different time controls. Now in rapid, the longer time control, that's where I'm a thousand ten fifty ish in that range. That's kind of where I've like, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, it was like good to hit that milestone. But then when I play like blitz, like the people who are who play blitz at five fifty are like twice as good than Damn. the people that are a thousand it's so it's really weird and there's something about being able to make a decision in whatever the average turn to move time is for a three minute game they're just better at making less mistakes in a shorter a slightly shorter game yeah. than i am but then when i play bullet in a 30 second game i'm like 750 elo and actually, if I play like a 20 or 30 second game, because it's such a short thing that not a lot of people play, there's it's almost like the matchmaking can't always find people around seven, six, seven hundred. Um, so sometimes I'm playing against eighteen hundreds, two thousands. But when I lose, I lose zero elo. If I win, I get plus 16. Yeah. So I'll like rematch them and because re I've got nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just uh, interesting. And that's how I got from 500 to 700 was literally by just playing a bunch of people that were 500 points higher than me and winning 20% of the time. Interesting. So it's like, it's really, it's really weird. It's almost like I'm, I'm, and that's almost partially like a flaw with the system in a way yeah. in that I play better against people who are better. So you end up in like this kind of elo yeah. hell where it's like when I was 800, I would play 1100s and I would beat them in 30 moves. But then I would play a 750 and lose an 11. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, why? Yeah. But then I lose so much more elo than I gain. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's just really weird. It's really weird. I always found myself to, like, not... I, I don't perform well under pressure. Like, anytime there's, like, a ranked thing. Like, I really get into my head. Like, if I got into chess, that, I would, that would be a really hard thing for me to, like, get over is just, like, the... The, uh, the cloud over my decision making is like how much elo do I lose if I lose this game versus how much do I win I would always plateau at like ranked games like whether it was Halo or Call of Duty I could never like progress because I would just get into my own head perform worse lose it be super yeah. frustrated have a few good games and there was always whatever wherever it was in each game there was always this like hard cap where I just couldn't get over the mental of just play the game and let your skill decide but yeah dude there's there's something really interesting about ELO and in and, and different games. I remember this was the first time I experienced it was, I think, Halo 2, maybe like multiplayer. I remember like hitting a point where I just like couldn't progress anymore and it like didn't make sense to me because I didn't understand that like when you're better than the people, you're going to gain until you get to the point where you're the same skill as the people, in which case you're going to gain 8 ELO and then lose 8 ELO and then gain 8 ELO and yeah. then lose 8 ELO. So, if when you have about a 50% win rate, which is the case if you're playing against someone who's basically equal, yep. um, you know, then, then that's where your skill 
is. It's just weird because there were so many games that winning only half the time, it doesn't feel like you're doing well. Yeah. You know, like if I'm if I'm good at a game, I should be able to win more than half the time. But I mean, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And then there's there's really interesting stuff. Um, and this will be the last thing before we can move on. Um, the whole idea around. Like, what's the the real difference between ELO thresholds as arbitrary as they yeah. are? Um, the whole idea of and this is something that I've been learning as I've been looking into this cheating thing, the whole like the difference between a 1200 and a 1300 is so much different than between a 1700 and 1800, which is a mm. um, universe different than like 2600 and 2850. Right. That's like crazy. So it, it's weird in that like, a, you know, a 2850 will will beat like a 2700 you know, 90% of the 95% of the time or whatever. Whereas, you know, at 1400 and at 1200, it's going to be a lot closer. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's, that's something that like, I, I'm not super familiar with, but, but part of it has to do with that anti-cheating stuff where that what the anti-cheat algorithms do. One of the, one of the, the biggest and most popular ones made by this guy, Ken Regan, he's a professor at Buffalo um, university. Um, and he's the one who's like done statistical analyses and like caught mm. over over the last few decades, like involved in all of the biggest cheating scandals in chess. Um, and he's like an international master himself and stuff. But uh, it's really, really fascinating uh, how he'll he what the the point of the whole system is to figure out what's the probability that this person would make this move. Mm. and it's 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 all based on like if you're at this rating the chances of you making these moves this number of times is such and such a thing so like a cheater his algorithm will output like the chance of this guy making the moves that he did over these four games is like one in a hundred million yeah it's possible right but like it's unlikely you know he's not saying the guy's guilty yeah but it's just super unlikely. But you also might run across someone where the chance that they make that move is one in a thousand. But if there's a thousand people playing and, you know, then it's like, yeah. well, you're going to see one of these every so often. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. really there's this nuance around, like, how you detect cheating. And and honestly, I kind of want to talk to this guy to see if there is some application for his algorithm and like statistical Mm. uh, research over a game like Tarkov where you can look at stats and say, Oh, because imagine being able to look at someone's performance, you know, maybe their kill death ratio or whatever, and be able to say the chances that they're aiming or their mouse movement flicking between people and whatever the chances that they could do that this many times. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's, I think there's something there that I think maybe, maybe that's in a lot of these anti-cheats, but something, something tells me that like that kind of analysis isn't in, (laughs) I don't know. That'd be interesting. How this is, I just thought of this and I find it really interesting. How good do you have to be at chess to like comment to, to be like a commentator at a tournament because chess chess seems to be to me like a skill that it's like 
like Magnus Carlsen is like in a different universe. Like do the commentators that are like talk over like these big tournaments just like not understand what's going on? Because like it would just be so hard to be able to think on that level if you weren't that good. No, um, I, no, I, I don't think. I mean, you you have to be good. Yeah, you have to be definitely you have to be good. Know you know, chess, they're, but like, they're, they're but exactly always... what you were saying. What this is what you said that made me think of that. The difference between a twenty seven hundred and a twenty eight hundred is like this twenty eight hundred is always going to win, and so it's like it's it's even be able to like comprehend what those twenty eight to twenty nine hundred people are doing. Don't do you have to be on that level, or is it just like? So here's 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 what at least what I've seen because you're asking me and a thousand elo player yeah to be able to like i can't know but my gut reaction based on what i know and what i see and, and, and whatever is i mean most of those guys tend to be titled they tend to be 2400 plus um okay. which is still like insanely knowledgeable they yeah, know yeah, yeah. like i mean you know that's almost more than more time spent to get to that level than people spent in like college yeah um, okay you know just thousands and thousands of hours of just studying you know yeah. um but what you're talking about kind of is kind of like what happens when even like some of the best chess players will look at what the engine recommends. They'll say, why is the best move B6? And then they make the move and go, oh, yeah, OK, because they see it. But the thing is, is that when someone makes a move, then you might be able to see the plan. You just would never have thought of that move gotcha, to begin with. Gotcha. Okay. Which is almost kind of like the reverse of you don't think it's a mistake until you drop so you the piece down, it. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe there's something to that, but because that that's almost that's actually a really good point. That's almost like our brain. You know, you've showed <coughs> those graphs that you've made of the engine and like all the things, and definitively when a move is made, an almost incalculable number of possibilities go away. So it's like our brain, like somebody places the the thing down and then you just go, your brain's like, okay, throw all this away. And it's like, whoa, I see it now. You know what I mean? Where it was still trying to like parse through or something. So that well, kind of like, makes where's sense. Where's Waldo? Yeah. It's like, where's Waldo? And you're looking at the whole thing. You don't see it. But someone says, look in this little circle over here. You'll instantly see yeah, Waldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so that makes so, sense. So like if you're a knowledgeable, high ranked chess person and you're, you might not be able to see what's going on in their head but as the moves are being placed you can be like oh i think i you know you're yeah and then there are times where they might not necessarily get the idea until maybe one move later or yeah. maybe a minute later or something um interesting. yeah anyway <clears throat> that's interesting so uh, you've been playing Tarky tark oh yeah oh yeah we've been just i dude I, seriously in the in the in like the past five to six play sessions I think I've survived less than 10 raids in like like oh. 40 or 50 hours of solid Tarkov. I think I've survived less than 10 raids. And why do you think that is? I don't know. I I don't know if it's because I'm like... Doesn't it suck to not know, dude? Yeah, well, I think it's because like partly because I'm just like mentally just like checked out. I'm just like so many times I'm just like running around new boot goofing with the homies. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not... And then partly is like when when the servers do feel full, kind of like what we were saying the other day, where it's like I'm just not used to I'm like late game. I'm just not used to being sixth party. You know what I mean? I kill a guy and then I kill the guy that comes up to kill me and then I kill the guy that comes up to loot that guy. And then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to loot. And then the ninth guy rolls up and it's like late game. I'm so used to it's like two, three fights maximum. That's pretty much the lobby. There's probably a stash runner. And then we just get out. 
but it's like a combination of that dude seriously like and i'm not even joking my survival rate at like at 1500 raids you have to lose a lot of raids to like have your survival rate tick down because obviously right the denominator more, yeah. the denominators are just a lot and so bigger. i've lost like three percent of my survival rate i went from 46 million That's rubles huge. i went from like 46 million rubles to 23 million rubles like we're, we're just like hemorrhaging gear and cash we're just losing every single raid and it's been memes and there have been good clips. And that's the thing, though, is that it's the thing about Tarkov is I can still get like sick plays where I'm like doing really well. And it's just like there's just one more thing. There's just one more guy. There's just one more whatever. You know what I mean? I thought it was a three man. It was a four man. I thought it was a four man. It was a five man. So like I'm still getting squad wipes and stuff like that. But like I just have not been able to put it together. So, you know, whatever they we do have a new event. Did you see the new event? Was it scavs on labs? Scavs on labs. So scavs can uh, go to labs at, for free every time. They don't need any special thing. You can scav on labs. It seems like every single event people make up like retroactively. It's like, oh, they're they're testing out this feature. And sometimes I'm like, maybe. And sometimes I'm like, eh, that's a stretch. It kind of does seem like they're testing like how many actors they can have on a server. Because it's unbelievable. Like it's the the event is fun for like like it's it's definitely really fun as a PMC because you've never played anything like this in an online raid. Like the closest thing is uh like setting scavs to horde mode and offline. Oh yeah, Gluhar mm -hmm. still spawns in labs one hundred percent of the time. So him, all his people, raiders can still spawn the oh, full thing wow. of PMCs and then player scavs. And I also think whatever logic they have on the back end of like because like. And actually, you might know this better than I do. Maybe not. But, like, it seems like a bunch of player scavs will spawn in at the same time. Or do they? Do you think they spawn in, like, one player scav will spawn in, and then one, and then another, and then another? Like, do they kind of do I think it's probably on demand. I don't think it's in batches. Okay. Well, whatever, like, I, it's hard to tell if it's just because it's labs. But fact, like, basically, I'm saying is, like, it feels like player scavs are spawning in more frequently than even, like, a la la factory. Like it's just there. It's just nonstop. Like I've I've done I've scabbed in on labs with like nine minutes left, and there are easily like seventy five or eighty countable dead bodies. Like they're just you know, and that used to be factory right, where it's just like they're you know, every player scabs are swarming in. But it is just nonstop. I've seen a few, um, a few screenshots. Tigs and I think Axel both got um about 70 kills on their own, like each in separate raids. I saw a screenshot of an 83. Somebody got 83 kills on labs. Oh, is, there any, is there any AI scavs or yep. is it just player no, scavs? No, AI scavs everywhere and player scavs. And, oh, okay, so you get the giant pile of people basically. As oh, like yeah. it's in, Dude, it's insane. So like huge pile of bodies, lots of bugs with like the ragdoll. Like every single labs raid, there's like, you know, like fully like standing up yeah and then and the, like you know what I mean? or like that they still has the gun up it's a scav but it's dead and you can walk through it and stuff like that like every raid so so it does seem like they are kind of stress testing like how many people can they squeeze you know what i mean but it has been it's weird like you i'll be running around labs and all of a sudden i have 13 frames and then it just goes right back up because labs is normally runs really well. And then it goes right back up to like 140. And I'm like, oh God. And then you just hear footsteps everywhere. And it's just like that so, has to be the bot spawning in. Yeah. That yeah, probably the AI. Um 
But the event is super fun. The only sad thing is that Labs still isn't free for PMCs. So everybody that had cards had a lot of fun with the event for a day. And then you used all your cards and you can only go once every three hours now. You know what I mean? So like ev yeah. everyone's scaving in and having having fun doing that. But uh, it also like so it would make sense to me that if they if this was pre-wipe and they're like going to start adding on to this event, that the next part of it would be that labs is free for PMCs, especially because they have set the standard that especially this year that all the events are like very lore driven. And it's yeah. like if scavs are literally just like walking <clears throat> by, like, why do I need to swipe my key card? Right? Like, however, they're getting in. I want to be able to get in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, suspend your disbelief. Yeah. So I want I want labs free with the scavs because then it would just be free labs events are some of my favorite events because then it just it brings everybody in. Now, there's nothing more to lose. It's the hatchet runners. It's the Mosin men. It's the medium geared guys. It's the high gear guys. And it's the super sweats. And so yep. the being able to have everyone on labs and AI on labs and Gluhar on labs sounds super fun. But I just, you know, I ran out of cards in a day. I had 15 and I survived one raid and it was just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to play customs again. So, um, but the event in and of itself is really cool. It definitely seems like they're stress testing what can be put on, but, um, they did, they released that event with another Chronicles of Rigi video where like, we thought he was dead because of the, he took that, he like drugged everybody. And that was the last event where everybody spawned in with the like random debuffs or whatever. Or I don't think anybody would have thought he died if it wasn't for like the, was it like Dimitri's yeah, tweet or whatever? R.I.P. Rizzy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I actually did watch that. Um, you watched that one? So you saw Nikita? Yeah. The, okay. Literally when, yeah. when I saw the car. The like sick. I don't know if it was a Mercedes. I forget yeah, now. Yeah, it was a Mercedes. I was like, I was like, yo, that's probably what Nikita drives. And all of a and sudden, it pans up, and I'm like, no, it's Nikita. So oh, that yo. was really cool. That was really cool that they. Um, and then he tweeted something about that, about how like super proud of these guys. Like this is all that team. Like he's like, I'm not even really involved. They just like wanted me to be a part. And so I was like, that's pretty cool. So uh, so yeah, so they did. So the new event has been cool. The uh, Chronicles of Rishi thing. So that's the thing. Ultimately, it's like everybody's wondering, you know, is this the start of pre-wipe? Uh, Nikita went from being like not very vocal at all on Twitter um, to like tweeting a bunch recently. Um, and one of the things like he tweeted something or BSG tweeted something. Oh, yeah. He tweeted like the, the Chronicles of Rishi thing. And then somebody commented and was like said something and then nikita responded to that tweet and said wipe is near like that just those three words wipe is near so like you know everyone's like okay it's a wipe and he said you know it's near. what does this mean he tweeted something the other day he was like i know he's like i i, I know the exact reason why i don't like decembers for the last 10 years so, so like there's been a wipe every december and so i'm sure he's talking about the crunch and the stress of getting the patch ready and stuff like that so like the big man himself is like dropping these hints you know what i mean they've you know they've said they wanted streets out and stuff like that by the end of the year they every, every q a they've committed to this thing so everybody was like is this the beginning of pre-wipe because it would make sense that event happened the labs event started on sunday sunday morning it's now thursday the event hasn't gone away and we haven't gotten an additional event. So like that's kind of, we're in that like weird 
holding pattern where like normally events just last a few days. And if this event ends, then we aren't in pre-wipe, right? This event ends and then some other time we'll start other events. And if they start layering events on, then that's how we kind of know we're in pre-wipe because that's what they do. It ends up with like, there's like nine different events. And so everybody's just like, what's going on? And we're just kind of waiting. So maybe we'll see something this weekend. Maybe we won't. Just kind of chilling. I mean, what is it? December 9th or whatever? 8th? So, we'll see. Yeah, I think I... Uh, Veritas is very concerned on if it's pre-wipe or not. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I think... No, I know. I'm just kidding. I think I, uh, you know, I've been playing chess like 14 hours a day every day. For, yeah. You know, it's 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 like a palate cleanser. For sure. To where I think if there's a wipe, it's hard to say, but it's kind of like, a, yeah, you know what? I think I could be excited... Yeah. It's been so long that I feel like I I don't know. I feel like I was in a rut with Tarkov for a while that like maybe it's been long enough, right? Yeah. That uh that maybe maybe it'll just like feel better for me. You know, also a similar thing to what we were talking about with like the rank thing. If like I feel like I'm just like at my like plateau where like i'm just dying or, or kill somebody and it doesn't matter or i die and it doesn't matter it's just like nothing's happening like i've been talking about this on stream recently like whether you're no matter what era of tarkov you were from whether you were like 2017 first batch you know whether you came in 2019 with the drops or if you're new to the game the one thing we all have is in common is that at some point or another we were all excited for streets <laughs> you know what i mean and streets is happening and so if they do some of these other quality of life stuff, if the servers don't completely explode, which I'm sure they will, and Streets is out, I like there's no shot that they don't break every record they've ever set for a concurrent player base. There's just going to be a lot of people playing. And if the game is reasonably playable, I do think it will be a fun time because there's just going to be so many people of so many skill sets. There's going to be so much information that we all equally don't know. Like this past wipe was a really rough one for me because nothing was really added. It wasn't a big enough wipe to really bring old players back. So it was just kind of the wipe for like everybody that already loves Tarkov is playing more of it. There wasn't anything new to learn. So everything had already been min maxed. And it was just like, I don't know, this, this past wipe just wasn't that exciting for me. But this really feels like it's just going to be a good time. It's not. I've, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be so sweaty. There's going to be a lot of information we all don't know. There's going to be a lot of new players coming to the game. There's going to be a lot of players that haven't played in a while returning. And I feel like it'll be a pretty, as long as it's playable. You know what I mean? As long as it's not like that one wipe where there was like 27,000 person queues to get in the game or something like that. Like, yeah. that's going to, that would be brutal. But if it's just playable, I think it'll be a good time. If you're, if you're worried, so if you're worried about it being sweaty, <clears throat> or and not sorry if you're looking forward to it maybe not being sweaty right um i think one thing to just keep in the back of your mind and i'm going to want to keep it in the back of my mind and every content creator and player alike is going to want to keep in the back of their mind that i mean it's just the meta now in the content creator space to speed run min maxing oh for sure so and it's hard it's hard to not feel that pressure yeah. where someone's like someone you know it's been 6 hours since the wipe someone's already put out a video on the 19 best looting spots and here's the perfect route to yeah. get the maximized money and to like 
there's going to be pressure from people in the comments and people in chat and also internally for you know in, in in me and in you and in all the other content creators and in the players to like try to play a certain way or or whatever yeah. um yeah well, it's hard I, I think for all for all of us to enjoy it the most we're just gonna need to say like we i get why there's this meta around min maxing as fast as possible because yeah that is super popular in terms of content right it all started yeah. with like in, at least in Tarkov, with like Pest getting to level forty as fast as he possibly yeah. could, and then it was who can get to level seventy, who can get the Kappa, who can get blah blah blah, who can get the tracksuit. You know, everybody's trying to be the first person to get a thing. Yeah, which um, you know, and some people they just love that, but for sure, and, but that's and not the end all. No, not at all. And I think I think like I think when I was talking about it, it won't be so sweaty. More, I'm talking about the ratio of like right now, you know, the amount of people that play 20 30 40 hours a week is at its highest it's towards the end of the wipe interest is low so it's just infusing new people into the game doesn't mean that there are less sweaty people it just means that you encounter them less frequently it's watered so down it, so it feels less sweaty in general and then secondarily it, it's really interesting what you were just talking about the whole like min max thing because i think a lot i think a um and I think that's one of those internet things where people lump a lot of different types of content under the umbrella of, oh, people just like to min-max things. And some of those pieces of content are more subjectively min-maxy. Like, I'm going to make a ton of videos right after the wipe. I'm going to make a ton. But like a lot of the times it's just like, here's an overview of the map. Or I found a really good loot spot. Like if you're looking for cash, here's that. And I feel like that's different than like a video on like, you know, Rengar does the like max trader in three days. He tries to get level 42 in three days. Both of those content are good. I think they're different. And I, and I feel like they, sometimes they fall under the same umbrella. A lot of the times where it's like people just wanting to like, or a quest, right? Like there's a quest and nobody can figure out where it is. I figured out where it is. I'm going to make a video. Well, now I can complete the quest. I think I basically I'm saying I think it's like 50-50. I think sometimes the content is inherently super min-maxy and meta and sometimes I think the viewer's application of the content of Geeks found a key, he figured out where it went and was like, "Oh, it goes for this quest. It's great content for him." But Geeks's video isn't inherently like min-max, get everything right now, do this right now. He's like, "Oh, if you're struggling with this quest, but then the viewer might have that and 14 other tabs open and they're like plotting a graph on how to get so at max level. And so I think sometimes it's the content that's min-maxing. Sometimes it's the viewer that's min-maxing. And as a result, a lot of content just gets pushed over. I'm going to make tons of videos after the wipe. And, uh, well, yeah, no, no, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. I yeah. mean, and when I was talking about, it wasn't necessarily like people making content. It was more just the, the external as well as internal pressure to try to do everything all at once. Yeah. Best, where it's like, I, I just want to try to part of this is like telling myself to remember, yeah, just fucking enjoy it. Have fun. Yeah. Pump the brakes, slow down and enjoy learning the map and enjoy exploring something new and getting that experience because yeah. this is probably the last time you're ever going to feel that if you're a veteran. Yeah. The last time you're ever going to remotely feel the like romance over the game yeah, is streets that's true yeah realistically so, so you know bust out as much content as you want you know by all means everybody can fucking speed run getting whatever you know the level but 
but this is you know part of this is is con convincing myself part of this is con you no, know, I convincing you and part of it is telling the community yeah. that they all need to shut the fuck up about comparing and all that other bullshit yeah. it's just so stupid oh you're oh, wow you're level 12 yeah what happened you, you only know where you only have this much money you know yeah no oh, that is, a is just a hardcore account like shut the fuck up man. that is a like, good point where it's like just the information is good and the content is good, but don't let it create fabricated pressure to play a certain way or to do a certain thing or to, or to like go play this map because you feel like you have to, you know what I mean? Like just, yeah. just have fun. And when you want to consume some of the content, consume it. And if you don't want to, don't, and just don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like I get what you mean. And that's very true. It's going to be interesting. But I mean, but ultimately, super. I mean, super exciting. I really hope that we get pre-wipe soon. I hope we get the wipe soon. Um, yeah, and then like we've talked about many times before, you know what I mean? It's hard to separate the the jobbiness as a content creator from it. You know what I mean? On like the, I hope there's wipe, and I hope there's drops, and I hope my YouTube videos pop, and I hope my thumbnails are good enough, and I hope my titles are good enough, and I hope I can stream enough hours, and it's like. Of course, it's like you can't do everything. You know what I mean? Like I can't be yeah. live. I can't be live 24 hours a day and be producing YouTube videos and be a good father and husband, right? And so it's like, it's hard because it's like, you know, it's it's such a, like, it's such an interesting, you know, because like whenever I'm talking to my parents or my wife's parents or other people, like a really easy... um analogy is like running a small business because that's something that a lot of times they'll understand they'll be like oh yeah like I, I owned a business and being your own boss is hard because you can always be working more and you can always be working more and and I'm like yes it's exactly like that like I always feel like that but on the internet it's interesting because it's a it's the next evolution of that of that concept of you're your own boss you can always work more it's you your own you're your own boss and you can always work more but your line of work there's thousands of competitors that are also your friends that are all working all the time, always. You know what I mean? Like if I was like, if I owned like a bagel shop, you know, there probably aren't that many bagel shops in my area. So yes, I could always be working more, but I can take a break. But yeah. imagine if it was just like three miles of complete back to back to back to back to back to back bagel shops. How much harder is it then to say I need to take Friday off because I'm exhausted? And there's a Walmart-sized bagel shop literally right across the street. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yes. And so it's like at that point, it's so much harder because this it's like everyone, everyone's always on. They're always working. They're always doing everything you should be doing all the time permanently. So every second you're not participating in that you're watching other people participate in that. So it's like, it's this like next evolution of, of that feeling when something like this happens, when this big thing happens. And so it's like stressful, but exciting, but stressful. And God, I'm my, I'm, my brain is going into like, like all of the extending this metaphor all the way through. It's like, imagine someone walks in and is like, yo, everybody, did you guys hear about how good those bagels are two doors down? And when there's a bunch of people in line and they're all excited to try out your bagels and like three of them leave to go to the other. Yes. And, like, and, then, and then he's like, oh, hey, Joe. And you're like, 
fuck you, man. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, you know, hundred percent. And then someone else comes in here and eats them and like, oh god, I don't like, I don't like this bagel. I don't like cinnamon raisin. You ordered cinnamon raisin bagel. You came in, you ordered it. You don't like it. Why the 100%. fuck would you order it? Oh, I, I'm gonna go and get another bagel elsewhere. Then go. Nobody has Johnny you. at Bagels, Bagels, Bagels just found the new bagel. We've all been looking <laughs> for it. He found it. Go look at him. And it's like, oh god. Bagel place across the street has 417 flavors of bagels, dude. You've only got 15. What the fuck are you doing? What happened? Did your machine break? You haven't, you're feeling lazy? What's what's going yep. on? And that's why we put everything on a bagel and it creates <laughs> the center of the universe. Yeah, exactly. And we have hot dog fingers. Oh, God. My favorite universe. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, obviously that's, it's, it's exciting and there's a lot, you know, and, and, <laughs> you know, I, there's just a lot of cool stuff coming with this wipe and a lot of potential for the content creator side, a lot of excitement on the gamer side and just, uh, we're just in that holding pattern. I was, I was talking to somebody, my, my, my wife was talking to her friend and she was my like, wife. my wife, my wife was talking to her friend and she was like, yeah, like December's going to be kind of crazy time, uh, for my husband at work. And that's, particular friend happens to know what i do and she was like wait i don't understand why is it crazy she was like there can be a crazy time <laughs> in video games like she wasn't being mean she was just like tell she was like tell me more and so we were laughing about that and i was like and i was like basically i was like imagine we all line up to run this marathon and like the future of the financial stability of our family rests on where i place in this marathon and the guy holds the gun up and goes, at some point in the next three weeks, I'm going to pull the trigger. Yeah. What do you do? After, after 48 hours, do you go home? Do you stay waiting? Do, you know what I mean? This is a really important thing, a really important decision. Yo, today you're on metaphor. <laughs> you're on a... Yo, you're two for two on amazing metaphors. Hell yeah. So that's like, that's where we're at. Is it's just like, how do you explain that? Like, I'm just like, how's Jesse doing? I'm just stressed all the time, but I'm I'm, I'm not mad stressed. I'm happy stressed. I'm excited stressed, but I'm just like, we're just, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. You know what I mean? And, so. and, and I'm going to be the guy where, you know, everybody's fucking hyped up. There's a big ass crowd and they shoot the gun and everybody starts sprinting off and it's crazy and there's really only three people out in front and then everybody else starts to fall back. Even the ones that were waiting overnight yeah. for months and months and months. And I show up at like 11 o'clock. <laughs> I got my coffee, in the track put the suit. coffee down. No, I show up in jeans and a hoodie, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Oh, where's the changing room? Nah, just fuck it. I'll just go back home and change, you know? And then I roll up and, and, and I like get to the starting line at the track while, you know, they're already on like lap 17. And it's like, man, I'm just going to enjoy jogging, you know? <laughs> That's so true. Because in my opinion, it's like almost one of those things. I'll I would care if I was going to be number one, but being number yeah. one would involve, yeah, a, taking a toll on my life in whatever way that I'm just. It's not worth it. To yeah, me. it's not worth it to me. So yeah, and I so totally, if you're not going to be number one, like number five, number three, number it doesn't fucking matter to me. I totally yeah. like I totally understand that, but I am addicted to climbing it one at a time. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? In, in the proverbial rank, if I was 69 last time, like, nice. 
I am addicted to like, I need to make sure that I'm 60th this time or 58 yeah. or 50. Like, you know what I mean? Like I am, I am completely, and that's what keeps me motivated. Like that's like so many times we've had this conversation before many times on the stream, but recently because we're in the end of the wipe, a lot of people are like, man, what keeps you motivated to play this game? And I was like, oh, streaming it. Like this is my job and I want to be better than everyone else at that job. That, like, you know what I mean? It's like, if I, I was like, I don't play this game offline. You know what I mean? I play it because <clears throat> what's fulfilling to me is still the work side of it. The addiction to becoming a better streamer, a better YouTuber, a better content creator. While the, the, the shine of my love for Tarkov has rubbed off a little bit, the, I'm still so addicted to being, becoming that, that that's what like gets me super excited. And like, once again, I always have to say that that doesn't mean I hate Tarkov. I still love Tarkov, but that's the motivation. That's what keeps me going is that like I'm I love building the community and growing it. And you know what I mean? Like we're so close to 100,000 followers on Twitch and I'm like super pumped. And I know some people, man, some people, it's like they can't do it. The numbers like they, they, don't, they don't work about the numbers. And that's fine. Like it's just like for me, that's what just keeps me going. That's what keeps me exciting. It keeps it exciting for me. I want to grow. I want to I want to keep growing. Yeah, I, and I mean, like, I'm I'm with you. Like, you know, For in this sure. metaphor, in this metaphor, I got like a bronze medal podium finish a few years ago, yeah. and then recognized that it, the 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 grind to be one or two isn't. I don't care about the money, and I don't care about putting in that much time and effort. Yeah. So it's just not worth and it. And then the, at that point, you're only going to get older and slower and worse. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with like, yeah, I'll be 50th and then I'll be 75th and then I'll be 80th. And that's fucking and that's fine a, because it'll happen to everybody. Yeah. Fucking landmark. There's going to be a time where he's fucking washed up and slow and tired. Yeah. Just like everybody else. Yeah. And there's going to be a bunch of cracked younger kids that are going to be way better and more popular. Yeah. And that's a really good point that like at some point during the Tarkov journey and during your streaming journey, you were able to get like a bronze medal. Like like there was like a season of time. I had a hundred thousand yeah. fucking concurrent viewers twenty four hours. And I never you know? have. I've never and, and that's the thing is that like you're you had that and you recognize that like similar to chess, the difference between twenty six hundred Elo and twenty eight hundred Elo, you hit bronze and you were like, that's a decision. Like if you want to go yeah, for silver or gold next year, you're not doing anything else ever. And you were like, no, like I I'm super happy with that. And now you're like loving it. And I'm I started you know, and when you were there, I had started later than you. So I was so far down here and I'm working my way up here. And so like, I'm still finding that I'm so like hungry and searching for that moment where I hit that, where I'm like to get that next level, I'm sacrificing more time with my family in this and I'm good. You know what I mean? But I haven't yeah, yeah. hit that yet. And so that I haven't had that hundred K I want that. You know what I mean? Just like those things, which once again, we all recognize that in and of themselves don't matter. The difference between 96,000 followers on Twitch and not a hundred thousand is nothing, but it's, it's just, it's a thing that my monkey brain grabs onto and it's it like earning capital container. And it, it's like, exactly. Finished, it motivates yeah, me to do the thing and it motivates me to attempt to do it really well. And so like those, I can, I can hold both of those things. I can understand that realistically, there's no difference between 100k and yeah. 98k, but but I can still leverage this thing that I know truly doesn't mean anything to create meaningful things, which is me working really hard to just grow and be better and hone my craft. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so all, all that to say, I'm excited and I'm just camping out at the starting line waiting for Nikita to pull the freaking trigger. You know, you're in line waiting for your fucking iPhone before oh, yeah. it re it releases. I've done that many times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'll, I'll wait until they're on sale second hand <laughs> yeah, on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did that one time. I was I worked at the Apple store. And I camped out at it to get a phone, and then I came into work later because they we didn't get access to them. Like we had to buy them like everybody else. Fuck that! I know dude. that was a long time ago. Um, some other like miscellaneous Tarkov things. Um. Uh, so the I mean I, I guess this has been in the game for a while, but it came across. It happened to me. I was on labs, and I was I was scaving on labs, and I died to a PMC, and. I was like, yo, chat, where was that guy? And we watched the clip back. And then I was like, Jay was still on the raid. I was like, bro, is that guy hacking? Like, that guy's hacking. Because on my like on my end, um, <clears throat> there was nobody. And the bullets were just uh M62 green tracers were appearing out of thin air and then shooting me. And I was like, and it just didn't seem like it was decent, like he was behind a box. Like it seemed like he was just not there. He was invisible. And I was like, I'm going to report him. And and Jay was like, no, no, no. Like I just got into a fight with him. He killed me, but it was super legit. And I was like, what? Anyways, the that guy, he's actually in chat right now. He like tagged me on Twitter and he was like, he was like, yo, I didn't, I didn't mean to seem sus. And he sent me the clip and he was literally standing right in front of me. He was looting somebody. And he heard me run around the corner and he just turned around and saw me and just shot at me. But he, a PMC, he was completely invisible to me. Like I have both of the clips. And, uh, and I think like, like the day before, like Jinji and uh, somebody else had a similar clip where like a player scav was completely invisible to them or even like you, Did you hear the sound? I can't remember if I heard that. No, I heard the sound of the gunshots, but I didn't. He didn't move around enough for me to hear him like running. He was basically looting and he just like got up, just turned around and shot me. But I heard the sound of his bullets. Weird. I mean, you would think he that, was like... completely invisible. <sighs> so fascinating. But to not me. to Jay. <clears throat> so it wasn't like something that was happening where like he was just invisible to everybody. Jay saw him. It was just me that didn't see him. It was super weird. What the fuck? Fuck, dude, that's that's wild. Like you would think that crazy. Whatever's like responsible for rendering would also be responsible for like playing the audio from yeah. that like actor. Yeah, that's got to be some whack ass bug, dude. Crazy, Holy because shit. I originally I died and I was like, man, he must have been behind that thing. And a lot of times when I died, I was like, yeah, let's watch it back. And then I was like, oh no, he's hacking. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, he was just invisible. <laughs> like like. Two hours later when he tagged me on Twitter and he was like, hey, bro, here's my perspective. And yeah, I mean, that's how I mean, that's invisibility has been a a, <laughs> a a core unlockable skill that you can use randomly against your will for years now. For years now. So it's just like it's just another one of those things where like to, you know what I mean? Like to to ninety nine point nine nine to literally everybody that doesn't have like a stream of hundreds of people watching that would have been a misconnection you know what i mean there's no shot that guy would have known that he was invisible to the other player so he wouldn't have known to tag that guy on twitter and say hey here's the clip and the other guy would have definitely reported him you know what i mean like is that what the misconnection section on craigslist yeah is all i think about? it was always it video games right i think so yeah i mean i've never i've never been yeah 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 that's what that's what I always assumed. Um, so that was just a little fun 
Tarkov tidbit. It's <laughs> gonna remove misconnections from the uh, story time later. Oh my god, Jack W. Um, and then uh, oh, uh, another little crazy fun tidbit was this Reddit thread was blown up, but in a positive way, which is not normally what's happening. But like everyone's retweeting it. This guy, he um, he got two billion rubles by only playing his scav. Um, he acquired 2 billion rubles and he posted a bunch of videos and he went into a scav raid and his scav was level 56. Uh, his scav had elite... What's his cooldown? Uh, so I think he played enough of his PMC because I think his PMC was level 30 to get I was gonna Intel say. Center level 3 <clears throat> to get that buff. But I don't like... I, I read the thread, but really quick. Uh, I don't think he kept any like the money or gear or something. I don't know. Either way, even if he kept all the money and gear... That's nowhere near, like, you know, at level 36, I have 200,000 rubles. You know what I mean? I yeah, don't yeah. have. So, but he went into a scav rate and showed he's got elite strength, endurance, attention, search, perception, like health, like literally everything. He had 2 billion. He had like a 78% survival rate on his scav. Um, and he played like thousands of raids, dude. Thousands he must not have a ton. of raids. I would imagine to have those stats you would have to be fairly risk averse yeah like he probably doesn't have a ton of kills and a super high kd right yeah like, I, I, don't, would... I don't know i could i could pull it up but yeah he probably um he probably was really passive and just like making money because he, he said that that was his goal like his goal was to make a bunch of money so uh he probably played he probably played exclusively lighthouse and like rogue farm really passive against pmc's um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, 4,822 kind of... raids, right? I'm level 61 and I have fifth, I've 1600 raids. I just checked yesterday. I have 1600 raids, Veritas, 4,822 raids, 3,649 survives. Jeez. Legend. So yeah, apparently he does 99% of the raids on reserve. Yeah. So, I mean, like it kind of makes sense. Legend. It, it makes sense if your cooldown is short enough, just considering how long it takes to fucking put shit in your inventory, sell the stuff you want to do like that. You know, yeah. if it's only a couple of minutes, then you can basically be playing full time on your scav. And the benefit of that, at least toward, you know, working towards what you were saying, how he can make all that money is that you don't lose money ever. Yes. It's only ever, you know, it's only ever going up. Exactly. You either die and nothing happens or it goes up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sick. But, yeah, so three, 4,822 raids, 1,288 kills. So, like, that's an average of, like, a kill every three raids or four raids. Which makes sense because you're not killing players. You're not killing player scavs. You're not killing AI scavs. You're probably killing. And if he does it on reserve, that also makes sense because that kill number would be super inflated if he did more lighthouse because you can kill rogues yeah, yeah. without any consequence. So, but I just thought, I mean, I just found that to be like, damn, that's because, because I thought the same thing where I was like, okay, well, you know, he doesn't spend money on anything. You know, I've spent 158 million rubles through therapists. You know, I've spent a lot of money, but I was like, 5,000 raids? I was like, I was ultimately, I was just like, damn, like, I, you gotta respect it. That's so many raids 
on a scav. That's a ton of time. That's a ton of dedication. That's a huge survival rate. My survival rate on my scav was like 30% because I just like shift W everything. And so I was like, that was just like a little fun tidbit in there that came up in the Tarkov community where everybody was like, damn. Good I wonder job. how much of that I wonder how much of that is like rush to see if you can find the dead boss and the guards and the leftover shit that they have. Yeah. Grab it and leave. Yeah. Because you could be in there for 90 seconds, not get a fucking run through or whatever. Not not that it even yeah. really necessarily matters, except for the survival rate stat. Yeah. Um, and then just get out and sell the shit and you have a, you know, like uh, yeah. I mean, not not to mention all of the oh, I mean, God. If you have a decent backpack and you just fill it with literally go to a filing cabinet, go to all eight of the yep. drawers, take out everything in those drawers. It's hundreds of thousands of rubles. Yeah. The thing is, is the thing is, is that like no matter how fast you get in or out, you still have that cooldown. So it's still like what's the ma what's the small shortest cooldown? Possible? It's like five minutes. That's enough time to just sell shit on the flea market. Yeah, and that's that's not a lot, but that's still a hard capped. You know, you can't like. Dip, dip it on your stash, run back in, dump it on your stash, run back in, dump it on your stash. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You can't like get on a roll. You're on that. But I definitely agree that like once, and that's why I've said it's people like people get so, um, somebody said his flea rep is over 250, which is nuts. Cause my flea rep is like 11. Must be cheating. Um, I must be cheating. Right. Yeah. Um, Oh, as you were saying like, it's hard. Cause like, Newer people to the game get frustrated when I say this, and I understand why, because the game is really hard, but it's really not hard to make money. Like, you know what I mean? If you if you were just like, really? Like, I just want to make money. You know what I mean? It's like everything is valuable. Get a backpack, run away from every gunshot you sound, use here. And it might not be the most engaging gameplay, but like you can make lots of money. I actually just watched a video today and I should find it so I can like credit him in the show notes. I need to find it in my history. But he was basically like, um, he had done a few videos about how easy it was to make money as a scav on Lighthouse. And a bunch of people were like, he, the, the premise of the video was he was saying, people keep telling me I'm cherry picking raids and only making videos about the best raids. He was like, so I'm going to do an, an uninterrupted experiment where I just do 10 raids. I've deleted everything in my stash. And I'm just going to do 10 raids. Um, lighthouse only, scav only. And I'm going to see how many I survive. And I'm going to see how much money I make. And he survived nine of the 10 raids. And including when you include the death, he averaged 620,000 rubles worth of loot per raid. So it was like 6.2 million. And um, he, he did it because he had reset his account. So he didn't even access, have access to the flea market. So it was like he was like it was like 5 million rubles that he got from selling everything to the trader. And he had a buddy like or he had like uh, he'd looked at some of the like Tarkov.dev or some of the website or the flea market tracker for like the active prices. And then he calculated how much you can make. And it was like the man just freaking crushed it, making tons of money as your scav. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, so part of that has to be the idea of it, if I had a challenge or, you know, was challenged or wanted to do an experiment or whatever, and it was like for X raids, that already. I'm not. I'm not trying to like invalidate no, the no, no. point. It's just kind of to put it in perspective. That's so different than if you're just playing for four, three or four hours. Oh and, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, it's a different mindset. The reason why I die in fucking basically every raid I go into 
is because I'm just trying to play and play it normally and sure. not like really maximize, right? But if someone had a gun to my head in real life of and course. said, survive this raid, I would fucking survive the raid of course. because I would take the long, safest possible, you know, yeah. do all the things that is just so much annoying work and whatever to really min-max For sure. that it's like... You can do a ton of stuff to get the, your chances of survival up to 90, or you can do nothing to have it be 50, or you can do a decent amount and make it 60. And it's like, is that decent amount? Like you can yeah. just kind of, you know, so. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. And that's the thing is like, I'm not like, ultimately it's like play however you want to play. So some people just genuinely find value and joy in playing that way and just like doing that. And, and it, the exact opposite is true. I don't do that. Never. I don't do money runs. I, I scav lighthouse, but I always try to kill all the rogues. And 60% of the time they want at me from 300 meters away because I'm being an idiot. So like, yeah. I don't do money runs on my PMC. I don't do um, scav runs where I'm not looking for combat. I'm always looking for combat. And I do just fine. It's just play how you want to play. I just find it interesting and, and funny. And like when people are like struggling to make money, I'm like, you know, put a little bit of effort into avoiding conflict on your scav raids and you can make a lot of money. I ultimately long for the day. And I don't know if this is going to happen. So I'm not, I'm not going to stand up here and say, well, Nikita wants this. I don't know what Jesse wants is I, I long for the day where money is not as valuable as it is right now. And I don't mean like the ruble is as valuable. I just mean like we're having a stack of 10, 15, 20, 40 million rubles is as beneficial to me. You know what I mean? Like it's never has been until the flea market, the flea market and yeah. availability of everything, which is why again, well, the, the flea whole market, civilian flea makes much more sense because yeah, all of that money can't be used to purchase infinite favorite guns and favorite armor yeah. and favorite ammo all the time. Um, it can be helped to buy things for crafting or or for quests or whatever. But um, yeah, it was the flea market and it was the and it's the traders. That and that's the thing is that like the the thing I actually made a video about this recently. I call I, I called the video the flea market's not the problem. And it was I was talking about how like one of the most overlooked things is that like every wipe since the flea market was added to the game, more meta stuff gets added to the traders. And now, so I did in that video, I did an experiment and I show a picture and the picture is like three meta M4s, two meta RD704s, two meta mutants, uh, two meta 7.62 MDRs and a few SR25s. And I was like, every single thing that you see on this screen, every gun, every attachment, every flashlight, every suppressor, every optic, every red dot, I can buy every three hours without the flea market. And so it's like, the flea market is a, is a was a linchpin in the in the community, and when people who don't want the flea market in the game or want it changed, which I want the flea market changed, a lot of time we go back to that moment and be like, you could barely buy anything from the traders. But that's an invalid comparison because now yeah. you can buy everything from the traders. Sometimes it's just cheaper on the flea market, you know what I mean? But like, you can buy everything from the traders, and so like. I really do long for a day where like, yeah, the traders and the flea market are so much more limited and there's so much less stuff you can buy and actually like finding stuff and hoarding stuff for, for later use. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean like what, one of the biggest, most annoying things for me has always been, and this is where I can empathize with the people saying, I wish it was easier to make money. 
because it's not hard to make money, but it is hard to make money, especially if you're solo, playing in the way that a lot of us want to play. Yeah. Which is like PvP, um, you know, solo, not focusing on looting and not instantly trying to get out the moment you get the first valuable thing. Yeah. Um, so a combination of increasing the uh, amount well, decreasing the amount of just garbage, like, yeah. p, p, you know, fucking shitty 9x18 ammo boxes all over the yep. place. Um, decreasing that, but increasing the variety and amount of interesting, cool things yep. in raid, and then re drastically reducing what's on the flea market and what's on the traders, yep. now makes it so that maximizing money is not the point. Yeah. And it's... Because if you're good enough and you want PvP and whatever, if, if there's, like, meds in the raids yes and if there's guns in the raids and attachments in the raids it makes the raids a lot more interesting it makes it a lot more fun and it makes yeah. it so that the, the 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 goal is not to farm cash so that yeah. you can then play the game how you want and and whenever i explain that the most often response i get is like from a casual player it's like yeah but that like you want to make everything harder to get for the chads, you're going to make it harder to get for me, and I already can't get it. And it's like, man, you are missing it. Like, it's flying right over your head. If you're playing the video game, if you're in a raid, you're now 10 times more likely to find a cool and interesting gun or attachment or optic in that raid. Like, yeah. you come to my chat and you say... I'm struggling to make cash. How do I make cash? Why do you want to make cash? You want to make cash because you want to buy the cool stuff. And the only way to get the cool stuff is to buy the cool stuff. So you have to grind up your trader level and you have to grind up cash to get the cool stuff. Well, I'm saying it's like we, what we can do is we can skip that. And if you're just playing the raid, you can just find the cool stuff. And yes, of course, the people that play more will find more. But as long as you're finding enough to have fun and interesting raids, if, you, if you've played 10 raids a night and you're finding three interesting kits... Well, cool. You've got like a 30%, you know, of like you're finding really cool stuff. If I play 30 raids a night and I find 10 interesting kits, that ratio is still the same. So we're all yeah. finding cool things and experiencing Yo. that in raid gameplay loop. And it and it benefits and ultimately a 30% chance of finding cool, cool gun is infinitely less than my current percent. My current percent is 100, 100%. I get exactly what gun I want every raid. Yeah. permanently i want a grain launcher i have it because i have the money to buy all the barter items off the flea market so what yeah. we're doing for you the casual player is increasing the amount of times you get a cool gun because right now you get a cool gun one percent of the time and we're drastically decreasing it for the chads and what's crazy is i still have this tab up i can't play the audio through because i'm not going to sit here and route it but like landmarks youtube channel got me he got me on a clickbaity title and it was like thoughts on the upcoming wipe and he talked about it for like th three minutes, but the rest of the video was just a highlight video. But what he ended up doing was he went on a rant about the economy and I couldn't have agreed more with every single thing he said. He literally was like, man, he was like, I really just wish that access to good stuff was reduced and it was like less contingent on just how much money you had and this and that. And I was like, Oh my God, like it's crazy how people, he's got a completely different play style than I do. He's on a completely different level than I do. And he was thinking the exact same thing that it was like he listened to an episode of the podcast. Like I'm telling you, it was the exact same stuff you and me talk about all the time. And I know he doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm just saying that everybody, even people of completely different play styles, you have a different play style than me. We both have a very different play style than Landmark. And yeah, I don't know. 
dude. Okay, this is the third third metaphor of the of the stream. Yes. You know what it feels like to me. You ever go to the arcade? And when I go to the arcade, I, I a couple times a year, me and my wife, we go up to York, Maine. Um, really beautiful, like beach. Okay. Um, you know, it's like the little York, like lighthouse on the mm -hmm. fucking. It's it's just like a New England coastal small little towns where we got married um but there's like a little area where you can get like fried dough and these epic snow cones and there's like a little carnival area um but there's a little arcade there and we always go to the arcade and there's like one of those uh a couple of those like time crisis kind of yeah, gun yeah, games yeah, yeah. and you know a few of those and i love playing those games but they give you like i can be on like a 900 kill streak and get to level whatever and it might spit out like six tickets you know, and then my wife will go over to that fucking game where it's just a dump truck full of quarters. Oh, and yeah. there's a little a little metal shaft that just goes back and forth. And you put a quarter in and it rolls down the thing. And if you get it onto like the little lever, the anemic little lever, it like spits yep. out fucking. Yep. And she'll play it, that thing for like 30 minutes and she'll win one time. And she just makes infinite everything. Yeah. And it's like, would you, would you, my, I guess my frustrations uh, with how Tarkov feels sometimes is everybody's saying, dude, it's easy to get fucking tickets at the carnival. Just go and play the fucking dump truck game until you make it big. Yeah. Where it's like, I want to play all the other fun games. Yeah. But they don't give you anything. And then you see a few other people playing one game that's fun, but it's like the game where everybody's around hitting the buttons when like the yep. lights going oh. around and it's like if you play in a group one person's always going to win so it's like playing in a group is beneficial yeah but when you play solo unless you play the this particular way on this particular game that most people don't find fun yeah you're never going to walk i'm going to walk out of there with exactly two of those little vanilla tootsie rolls yeah and she's going to have like you know just yep. an arm full of fucking shit from the little uh yeah. prize thing from all the tickets that she gets and it's like i just wish that the the time crisis or you know whatever the little yep. the ski ball or all these things i just wish they spit out more tickets yep, yep. that's all i just wanted to spit out more tickets yep i do i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more and so like i don't even remember how we got there but <laughs> Yeah, I just think that, uh, yeah, I, I would love for just playing the game to be the way that people have fun. Because it, then, it, then it suits every play style, and, and there's more dynamic kits, there's more dynamic loot. And, and I mean, we've beat this horse to death, because all, all this stuff comes into play, where if you make more of the attachments viable, then it means you have a higher likelihood of finding a good attachment, and that means there's different diversity in builds instead of just like, this is the one meta way to build this gun, and there's no use in building this gun any other way. And so there's a lot of stuff to it. But yeah, it was just like, it was vindicating to hear somebody else talk about it in a similar way that we have before. And uh, I just think, you know, I haven't been able to find somebody, a lot of people either in a, in a comments or in Twitch chat or in a TikTok or whatever, will comment frustrations, but those frustrations are 99.99% of the time, meaning they didn't understand. I haven't, I haven't yet found a single reason why that would, wouldn't be 
like why it's a bad idea. You know what I mean? Why that wouldn't work? Because I feel like it, it helped. It wouldn't work if they did it wrong. Well, of course, of course. See, and that's and the I don't problem. surmise that I know exactly the way to do it, right? Because when you really get into the weeds of there are tons of attachments, there are tons of ammos, maybe this ammo needs to be balanced. And then you get into the spaghetti code, which is what we said, where so many things touch so many other things, it can be a really daunting task. So I don't, I don't come on this soapbox of saying I know exactly how to do it, but. There's not, well, no, there's not a person on planet Earth that knows how to do it. Yeah. It's something that would be you need to go through and tweak and and change and fine tune over the course of months and months and months and months and months using like actual analytics and data and, you know, player yeah. opinions and experiences, anecdotes and all that other stuff. And it would take but that all, it you know, is hinged upon somebody who's capable of that deciding that that's what they want to do. Yeah. And then going through and doing it right. But a. I don't think that anybody on BSG has that same, or at least, yeah. I, I have no reason that thinking that this idea is something that Nikita is like a priority for him. Um, and if it was, I don't know that whoever would be tasked to do yeah. it could pull it off properly. Yeah. Um. So. There's your, I guess, doom and gloom. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, we'll see. You know what I mean? We'll see because because the, there's a lot of things that they've talked about really wanting to just kind of shelf until they get the game in a more complete state. Um, we know that, like, well, like we talked about last week, a really big question that pertains to this exact thing is the like, how do in raid traders work, right? Because like, what I just said was what I just said was that I currently believe that the the most egregious thing plaguing the economy is the trader stock not the flea market that's my assertion and if and if the answer is well we don't want to change the trader stock because they're all going to be in raid i'm like oh damn yeah don't spend thousands of development hours changing it if you're going to do that i guess we should do that and then go from there so it's like it's hard because we'll we'll see how they want to do it but i just think like ultimately and even i'm seeing like lots of conversations in the chat of people that i feel like don't understand i feel like it's just it's about creating an economy that, like you were saying in the arcade analogy, isn't just like, this is the one way to do it. And right now, that one way to do it is money. It's just get money, get money, get money, then buy whatever you want, which renders 90% of the gear useless because if you have the money to buy whatever you want, you're always going to buy the best. So it's about creating an economy where the gear, the where the, you know, it's like in an MMO, right? Like if, you know, you've got your gray, your green, your blue, your purple, and your gold gear, right? You know, like those are the colors. If day two, every enemy you fight starts popping out golds, it's like, then why have the rest? So it's it's like... In you a, buy the battle pass when you spawn in, a box spawns in next to you with yeah. all the purple items. So like we're saying, so like we're saying, it's the whole spectrum needs to be valuable and needs to be usable. And... and and an actual negative of MMOs is almost solved by Tarkov. In MMOs, once you get the orange gear, the legendary, you're never going backwards. What's beautiful about Tarkov is if they nail this right, we're all fluctuating because we're having really good days. We have a few really good guns. We take out our really good kits. We die with those kits. And now I'm using the blues and the purples again. And then I find some purples and oranges. And then I get confident and I use the orange. And that is like a really elegant solution to that where we're all using all the stuff all the time. If it's all usable, which once again, like we've said, a lot of it isn't an M4, a stock M4 is just like, uh, 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 so it feels like you have to use it. So balance there. So it's, 
It's about creating an economy that isn't just singularly focused on finding money. And then the money is to buy the legendary gear because only legendary gear is worth it. And then the other side of it is creating an economy where it's much more balanced around you are rewarded for investing more time, but it's not gatekeeping where it's like, I have max traders so I can buy whatever I want whenever I want. You don't yep. have enough time to play to get to max traders. You can't buy anything valuable ever. And that's where we're at. So anytime I talk about that, where I'm like, we need to compress that a little bit, people are like, well, then why, exactly. why would I play? Why would I grind? And it's like, there's a way to do it, like calm down. If it's all spawning in raid, the more you play, the more you find, the more you'll have. Yeah. But we're not gatekeeping the good gear from everybody else. You know what I mean? It's like it all becomes rarer, but we can all find it now. Everybody. And to me, that feels much more balanced and fun. Yeah, I mean, if, if you exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, what we want, we, we don't know how to get there. Yeah, we're not we're not claiming to know exactly how to get there because I mean yeah. that's literally an impossibility yeah. um, for us to be able to do offhand right now. Um, but it would make it so that the person whose first wipe it is on their second week, they never will ever 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 shoot right now an RSAS yeah. with a couple of attachments on it. They never will. In this case, they will maybe twice this wipe. Yeah, but. And then the person who runs a meta mutant and a fort and an alt in every single raid will get to run that maybe twice. Yeah. And maybe the level 11 Timmy might find that in raid yeah. once or twice in a wipe. And they might lose it. But it's making... Yeah. What we want is to make it so that the people who have no opportunity at all to get the things for whatever reason, yeah. get them some amount of the time, and the people who always have it shouldn't always have it. That is more of the Tarkov yes. experience. If you take the people with a 90% survival rate and whatever you need to do to make it so that they're surviving 60% of the time, and the people that never survive ever are surviving 30% of the time instead of 10, I think overall, the overall yep. happiness of Tarkov uh, will go up. I agree. I agree. And it's so hard to... We've talked about this so many times and you and yeah. me are so in sync with how we feel about this and people just consistently either misunderstand or don't see it. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 truly painful to me almost physically when somebody says at Jesse Kazam and then what they say is like the the problem they say it'll create is the is the exact problem the idea solves, not creates. Like the problem they say my idea will create is a problem that's already in the game. And this idea solves that problem, but I'm being told the idea will create the problem that already exists. It's like, it's like it's like it's painful. You know what I mean? It's like you just like because it's like I understand that you're passionate about it, but you just like so don't understand what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Don't you think if you remove the one bagel per person limit, then all the people who buy 150 <laughs> bagels, then the one guy who comes in and buys all the bagels in the morning is going to be mad that he's not going to have access to 150 bagels? Yeah, but 150 other people are going to be able to buy fucking bagels. And and why I brought up Landmark earlier was because most of the time, the people that are saying, well, then the chads won't be able to buy whatever they want, so they'll be mad, aren't the chads. And the chads mm -hmm. are the ones saying, I don't want to be able to buy anything I want. It's they want to feel it's alive insanity. again. Yes. Yeah. 
It's insanity. It's and it's it's understandable. The Rengars, the Hyper Rats, the Landmarks, they're addicted to performance. And so right now they only and they exclusively use the best because it's available to them and they want to perform well. And of course, like we've said many times, all of this is woven into ammo needing to be rebalancing and recoil re needing to be rebalanced for sure. But they want to perform the best, so they're always going to have the best. But it's crazy. I have, and it's like you, the viewer, you haven't. I have had conversations. I've had Rengar and Tiggs and Hyperrat on a podcast. You and me had Rengar and Hyperrat uh, at our podcast at TwitchCon. Landmark has put out a video. We've like, I've talked to these people and they all say the same thing. They're like, dude, I wish I couldn't just buy this whenever I wanted. <laughs> and so then when people who aren't in that upper echelon group of players say like, well, but what about the, the what about the Chads? Because they wish they were a Chad. They're not a Chad. They're defending the Chads and they're defending the, a position the Chads don't even hold. The, the, the opinion is this, that they want this too. You know what I mean? And then, of course, there are some people like I heard Axel talking about the other day. Um... Somebody asked him, like, what's your favorite part of the wipe? And he was like, end wipe. And everybody was like, like, what? Like, everybody loves early wipe. And he was like, I love when I know everybody has the best thing available to them because that means skill is the driving force of, like, I win. And I was like, man, I so respect that opinion. Like, it's totally understandable to me that there are people out there that want, drumroll, please, the arena, please, the arena. The, he's he was saying he was super excited for arena you know what i mean like it's not surprising to me that people hold that opinion and i don't find that opinion to be invalid or wrong so like i i loved that he said that because i was like dude i totally get that i was like axel's nuts like he's so good at this game and he wants to play with people at that high level and that's why he's super excited for the arena but for tarkov for this a lot of the people up at the top a lot of the chads a lot of the stuff that, you know, abuse these mechanics or whatever people say to make everyone feel guilty. They all want this too. They don't want everything to be accessible permanently by everyone because then it makes everyone feel like they have to run that in order to survive, you know? Yep. I'm off the soapbox. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's just like, yeah, it's just, there's a difference between disagreeing and misunderstanding. And that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. I haven't really met anybody that's been able to disagree and be like, oh, I just genuinely think that would be unhealthy for the game for this reason. And I'd be like, interesting. It's always, I think you're wrong because of what this. And I was like, no, I said that first. I said that. And then you just said those same words back to me in a disagreement somehow. Like you don't, you clearly don't understand. Welcome to my life. <laughs> yeah, welcome. welcome to, it's, it's, it's literally just, I disagree because here's my misunderstanding miscategorization yeah. straw man of what well, i you think just your argument is and here's why i disagree um it's never i heard your logic and here's the flaw in lo mm -hmm. your logic it's never that i would love that i'm all I'd about that. that yeah i would be i'm rock hard for that <laughs> tell me tell me what the flaw in the logic or the yeah, flaw in the sure. reasoning or or whatever that's what I want, right? Yeah. But the problem, that's the the whole like dialectic, the whole discussion, the whole argument. I fucking thrive on that. But you just don't get that ever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad. <clears throat> Indeed. Um, the only other Tarkov thing was um, they released some concept, <laughs> some really cool concept art for the new 
Zarachi, Sriracha boss. Well, I actually think we talked about that last week. I think they. I can't remember when they released. See the one that looks like the antlers on yeah, his head or whatever. But they yeah, did yeah, the yeah, little yeah, trailer that was in like 360p <laughs> and it was dark, so you couldn't see anything. But then they released like a really cool, um, like art screenshot of him, and it's super sick. And he's got the AXMC with the Reap IR. But I think we talked about it last week because we were talking about how he wouldn't use the Reap IR because he's AI, so it would just be a way to farm Reap IRs. And so well, I said he reminded me of. Uh, true detective season one. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Indeed. Um, so that's all the Tarkov news. We're hoping for just please God be pre-wipe. I am, <clears throat> I'm hoping to just get over the sickness, get out of the way, feel good. Immune system feeling good. And then we can wipe and then I can not see my family for six weeks. Um, really quick because it's adjacent to Tarkov. Did you check out that video that I sent you? No, no, I hadn't okay. yet. No, it's fine. It's a long one, and I, and a lot of times when you send me stuff like that, I can't. But I, so it, we talked about the line goes up video on the podcast, right? Like one of us sent it to each other, and we both watched that video. The whole cryptocurrency thing. Yep. Line goes up. It's that guy, and it's like an hour and fifteen minute long video, and the video is called "Why It's Rude to Be Bad at World of Warcraft," and. It just sucked me in, bro. It's better than because I don't give a fuck about Warcraft. No, me it's, either. So it's it's better than it's better than the title. Yes, yes. I don't care about World of Warcraft either. But it was it was everything. It addressed in like the exact way you like to. Cons- I mean, articles, sources, everything. At what you talked about earlier. It basically the video is about internetification of gaming and min-maxing and everything being meta and the social um, repercussions of that and how and and that's how you can you can start to see how he arrives at that like like that it's rude to be bad and like and like all this stuff and they and he, he interviews some wow players and like and some of their guilds and like and there were instances where like clearly like and objectively it was so um, useless to be mad about like this specific gear, but like this guy was getting kicked out of the guild because it just wasn't the meta and everything like we in Tarkov where it's like things are meta just because people say they're meta, not because they're actually better. And then you get people who then recurgitate back to you, the people that found out that this thing was meta, that it was meta, but now it, it's been a game of telephone and they don't even know why all this stuff. And when you think about it, like World of Warcraft was probably the original game to go through this because the game's been out since like the 90s. You know what I mean? So it's centered on World of Warcraft, but the gaming and internet and social percussion, uh, repercussions of YouTube and min-maxing, that's what the video's about. And it was so good. I'll link it in the show notes if anybody wants to watch it, but it was a really good video. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll watch that tonight. I kept thinking about Tarkov the whole time. And I was just like, I was like in physical pain, like the whole time. Hell yeah. Yeah, and no, I'll check that out. I found uh, I found two two channels that I've basically, I've, I unfortunately have binge watched all of the videos. They're yes. all gone. Um, but uh, so the first one is, Mich- I think it's Michelle Carre. I think is how you pronounce her name. Um I came across because there was a video uh, I trained like a chess grandmaster. Oh, um, and I, I think she took part in that whole pog champs thing that I that I talked about. Um, but she had. Uh, yeah, let me get uh, spell her last name, Michelle. It's K.H.A.R.E. Um, her thumbnails yeah, and titles great, are great. I want to watch all her videos phenomenally good. Yeah, but like 
I tried Secret Service Academy. Yeah. I tried SWAT Academy. I tried the Army. I tried Flight Attendant Academy. Um, I ran I a marathon like a in the hottest place on Earth. <laughs> that was like, dude, literally, I was in tears at the end. Um, I, I actually, there's still a bunch that I haven't, I haven't watched yet. Actually, she has a okay. Wait, she has a ton. Um, dude, that's ton really more than I thought. Cool. But they're really, really cool. She's super fucking. Just seems like a super cool, like genuine, uh, genuine chick. Her content is amazing. The production value is insane. Um, yeah, top, top, top notch content. I would recommend it's really cool if you're into any of that shit. I mean, there's literally everything in there. Um, the other one, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it might have been one of the homies from the stream, Ultimate. I'm not sure. I, th I think I think he's the one that recommended it to me, but Melody Sheep. Have you seen Melody Sheep? Mm -mm. So the whoa, dude. The, the first of all, the, one of the first videos I saw of his was called Chili Wonka, <laughs> and it's like a chill hop remix kind of trippy, uh, like lo-fi song with the whole like Willy Wonka video, like the original <laughs> Willy Wonka movie. Chili but it's amazing. Wonka. It's a fucking amazing dude. Like That's the song amazing. is super good. It's it's amazing. Um, but then some of his videos are like uh, the secret history of the moon, um, life beyond episodes one, two, three. So life beyond the mu the museum of alien life, um, the sounds of space, a sonic adventure to other wor worlds, the sights of space, binary dreams, how AI sees the universe. Um, it's unbelievable. And all of this stuff, I mean, look at all the, see all the thumbnails. They're like the most amazing, epic looking like planets. He, I don't even know how yet. I, I started to look into how, I mean, he must use like blender and he models all of these things. And yeah. it, it, it's like literally like interstellar level animations That's and stuff, sick. but it's all just this guy and he makes all his own music. Um, and it's just really? this epic. Yes. And it's like amazing because it's not music. I mean, he could, I'm sure, like release a lot of the, the music, but it's it's like a score for a movie. Yeah, yeah, more than it is like a song. He, <laughs> he edits it along, and I've done that this exactly once, and I did it for my chess documentary, where um, I came up with the intro, the, what I wanted to talk about, and then it was like, okay, it's four and a half minutes long, so the song needs to crescendo uh, yeah. at this thing, and then I would need to cut here, and I made the script the music and the video all at once where normally you can just do the voiceover, throw B-roll over the top of it and then put any song and just fade in and fade out at the, you know, yep. but that's like, but it's just a little bit more For around sure. like having the, the crescendo and the buildup and then have it at the change into moment. another. Yeah. yeah. It's like one score for a 20 minute video, basically. And it's all like orchestral, but then also like synth wavy and futuristic. And, dude, oh, it's unbelievable. It's unfucking believable. Dude, what, the the best video, the best video ever. It's one of those like existential, totally change my perspective on shit. Was <laughs> where is it? Um, uh, might have been one of the older ones. God, where was it? No, it was like oh, uh, time lapse. Yeah, okay, a time lapse of the future, a journey to the end of time. So it starts off, you know, uh, kind of like at the Big Bang, uh. Actually, no, it starts off, I think, modern day. Yeah, it starts off modern day. And then literally, 
like I, I'm gonna go two thirds of the way through the video, and at the bottom, you see it says five hundred trillion 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 years. Dark energy inflates universe. The next the next section four billion trillion 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 years. Last black hole evaporates. The last black hole in the universe evaporates one million trillion 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 years into the future. It basically talks about like literally the end of the universe, how the last photons like just puff into nothingness and time ends because nothing there's nothing happening. There's nothing. And it's just this amazing and it's all just unbelievably animated and dude it's 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 just insane it's just insane watch the video That's... 29 minutes and it, it covers um yeah time becomes meaningless after uh 100 trillion 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 years and dude it's that one's the time left of the future yeah time okay. left of the future journey to the end of time 4k i'm gonna watch that Oh my god, dude! It's That's so. so sick. And I'm, I'm just in so. On both I, I need of those to know. Channels. I need to know how he does the visuals, man. Like he must spend. <laughs> it's so crazy too because I was like looking at one of the ones was the the, the alien life one, mm-hmm. and he has like this amazing. It's this cool like futuristic. It looks like post apocalyptic thing where there's this like monolithic concrete building in the middle of this just like wasteland of Earth. And it like slowly comes in and you just see like the front door like light up at white light and he flies in and it's like this giant open and there's a pedestal and on the pedestal is like floating like this creature that is like this amorphous like alien that's this unbelievable thing that would be like it would be the baddie in some cosmic horror movie. And it's like he shows it for 11 seconds. (laughs) It's like, you know, it took him like a week to create and render that in Blender and it's like there and gone he never like zoo and so i need to know like his workflow yeah i actually haven't even looked like how far apart these videos are they must be months apart if he's doing all of this himself yeah and he's creating and rendering all of these things yeah so his two most recent videos were nine days ago and five months ago yeah okay and that (laughs) makes sense but then if you look you know seven million he probably, you know, makes a hundred thousand. Like he probably makes six oh, figures from each one of these videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially um, if he's creating everything, he can monetize it, right? A lot of these guys that do these super long videos use copyrighted music and stuff. But if he's doing it all, then he can monetize the hell out of it. Dude, I need to know how he does this. Yeah, the time left of the future is most viewed video, 80, 87 million views. Dude, okay, so I'm 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 putting a link in the chat. I just want you to click just so that we can be looking at the same thing. Um, it's uh, Life Beyond episode three, and I just went to 21 minutes and 44 seconds. Just like, it's just this amazing planet with like rings of like nanobot. I don't even know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, so sick. How do you, how do you make that? I don't know. It's so funny. Like, if I were to watch something like this on like a Netflix show or like a Discovery Channel documentary, I'd be like, okay, cool, yeah, whatever. But on but then YouTube, it's like, but it's when it's a dude who makes it on YouTube. Now I'm like, yo, wait, how do people make dude, that? Right? Know, do they have to go yeah. into Blender and hand make every? It's a planet-sized thing. Like, how do you? I, I'm so ignorant. I need to learn. That's insane. 
Dude, one of the coolest visuals too uh, <coughs> is there's a planet that we've like imaged. Um, his is like obviously a sort of an artistic rendering, but it's a planet that has like rings where the the size of the rings is like greater than from us to the distance to the sun. So it's this like tiny ball with just and, and it shows you like zoomed in and you're like, oh, it kind of looks like Saturn. And then it goes and then it stops. Right. So you're zooming out and then all of a sudden the rings stop and you go further. And all of a sudden it's like there's another set of rings and further and another. It's the most be one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen is this tiny little planet with just rings the size of like a fucking solar system. Oh, my or what God. Oh, my God, dude. You have to watch it. Melody Sheep. It's, it's unbelievable. I am so excited. I am um, so excited. Yeah. Yeah. So. Adam just said if if he has a five dollar RPM on eighty seven million views, that's over four hundred thousand dollars on that one video alone. Yeah, it looks like I gotta pick up Blender. You know, <laughs> Yo. Which I actually have been meaning to to do because um watching the uh the broccoli Bobby Broccoli mm -hmm. videos, I I think I talked about yeah. those. Like um and how he does did I talk about how he does the visuals there at all? <clears throat> A little bit, I think. Like, like, like. Normally, you could just have like pictures or video like pop up on screen, yeah. right? And it's all two D. But he does it in Blender. Will he like make a plane? Yes. And yeah. put a picture, and then the keyframe, the camera flying through. So like the perspective of the camera in this three D space, it just makes it so that like, yep. Showing pictures is now infinitely more interesting yep. when you're like flying. And I want to do that, but then I I started to watch a tutorial, got about six minutes in, and was like, oh, yeah, that probably isn't. Yep. Dude, I did the mm. same thing because, like, Seal's been making me some, like, dope thumbnails in Blender. And I was like, man, I, I want to learn this. I just, I'm addicted to learning things. I want to learn this. And then I was like, I don't have the time. Same thing. Uh, Unreal 5.1 came out. And I was just like, all this crazy stuff happened. And I was like, dude, I want to kind of learn how to tinker around in Unreal. And I watched a tutorial and I was like, nah, no, no, not right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just maybe, wish I maybe. had more time to learn everything, you know? Well, the time that you're spent learning something is the time you're not making content, which you're becoming less relevant and you're not making money and you're blah, blah, blah. You're terrible. And you're not you're also not spending time with your family. And you're right. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, the bagels, man, the bagels. Um, so the, the last thing, uh, last thing I, I, I want to uh, talk about is uh story time because I I, yes. I blue balled some people a few people and they were upset so I added a few to oh. the list and I I just want to read oh wait what were you gonna say well I was gonna say I forgot the one you like did you like start one last week and not the, finish I, it? The, I think I, there wasn't enough time the name I name of it. it yeah 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 home yeah the homeless seizure yes. guy or whatever epileptic homeless yeah so a bunch of people been like yo when are you gonna tell us the story oh you know um but uh let me just tell it because right after Right after that, I got hit with like a wave of ideas of stories that 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 I had remembered. I'm just gonna read the list just to yes. blue ball everybody again. So we have homeless guy seizure, but then I also have finger cut in half incident, Maine woods creature encounter. Oh yeah, wedding brawl, dad fight, firing an employee, KFC famous bull, Sun Microsystems one million dollars, and ruptured spleen. Those are just some of the stories that yeah. I, I could remember that I want to talk Veritas, about. Those are the track names for your next album, 100%. <laughs> oh, dude. Ruptured dad Sweet. fight. KFC Famous Bowl. KFC Famous Bowl. Yeah, they're going to fucking DMCA my video. Bro, please. Uh, 
Dad fight is dad a, fight is an album, is an for, album sure. for sure. Oh, fucking dad fight! Holy shit! So yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell the the homeless guy seizure. Dad uh, fight goes hard. So me and my wife are driving through like the. I grew up in a in a. I say city, but like not like a Boston city, mm-hmm. like. You know, it, it's a big city. There's like suburbs, but then there's also the quote unquote like inner city um, yeah. where it's the less nicer part of town. Um, so I'm, I'm driving through like one of the busier streets in kind of this infamous section. Um, and this is where like a lot of the hospitals are. There's just narrow roads. Um, it, it's kind of annoying. Uh, and there's always a lot of traffic. Now, this is like a two-lane, one-way road. I'm with my wife, and we're driving, and, you know, it's maybe like 10 miles an hour for a minute or two, and then you kind of stop at a red light, and you know, whatever. And I look over at one point, and I see there's a guy face down on the road with, like, his shoulder against the curb just lying there. And there are... There were like a couple of people walking by, like looking at him and cars are just kind of like in rush hour traffic, just looking and then just driving. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I I, I can't get over the fact that the guy must have. I mean, he had to have been there for a long yeah. time and nobody was doing anything like it blows my mind. Yeah. It blows my mind. Like, I'm not trying to virtue signal. No, it just makes me fucking disgusted. Yeah. So I. Like, pulled up on the curb opposite side of the road. I got out of the car, and I was like, you stay here. Lock the door of the car. I'm like, wifey doesn't need to come yeah. out, you know. So I, I run over, and I don't want to get, like, graphic, but the, the the guy, the way he was breathing, something was wrong. I think, I think he had a punctured lung or something. Oh. I've never heard anybody breathe so painfully yeah and he was face down and there was some like like some gurgle like he was not doing well and you could tell he was a homeless guy um so and i like yelled at a woman walking by on her phone i'm like hang up the fucking like call and call 911 um i'm like you deal with that i'll deal with with him yeah um so now of course i did the whole like don't fucking do anything medical yeah 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 yeah. i didn't touch the guy um you know until i was able to talk to the paramedics and i mean the guy was just not doing well um they told me at the time because i explained you know his breathing to put him on his side to roll him on his side which i was surprised that they were like roll him on his side yeah um but i guess you know you don't want someone face down on the pavement yeah i guess i don't so I, I roll the guy over and let's just say a couple of his teeth didn't come with him, which is already like pretty gruesome. Uh. And there was some there was some blood and some other bodily fluids. This poor guy, he had been there seemingly for a bit. I don't know if he got hit by a car. I don't know if he had a seizure. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Geez. But so I, I rolled over and I mean like the guy it's harder than you'd think to like hold up a grown man on their side when they're like barely breathing. And I just sat there with the guy 
um, and kind of just sort of like tried to comfort him yeah. for a bit until the paramedics came. Um, uh, now, uh, the one of the things that stuck with me the most when they came, so there was fire truck and an ambulance, and of course they, one guy runs over and kind of holds the guy, and then you know as I get up, um, and go to talk to a few of the other paramedics that are like grabbing the bags and, and, you know, putting gloves on everything. They're all putting their fucking gloves on. And I'm like, you know, like, Oh God, because the guy was covered in piss and blood and teeth and whatever. And I'm like, I I did what I needed to do to fucking help the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys have like hand sanitizer, like something. I mean, this was like maybe 10 years ago. It's not like it was pandemic and I'm not a germaphobe, but I was like, eh. and I remember the paramedic looking at me while he's putting on his rubber gloves like, no, I don't have hand sanitizer and just walked by. Like, it was the craziest thing that I ever asked. I'm like, as he's putting on gloves. Yeah. So I had to drive home with, on my, with my elbows on the steering wheel, basically. Uh, it, it's just the weirdest thing. That's the thing that stuck with me the most is the, the, the look that paramedic had on his face Dude. when he was like, no. Wait, you wash your hands? <laughs> yeah, like what? The, it was it was just so bizarre. Yeah. It was such a weird experience, but I, it just blows my mind, dude. Nobody was helping this fucking yeah. guy, and I and of course I don't know what happened. I don't know if he got hit by a car. Maybe he had broken ribs and a punctured lung. Yeah, um, that could you know, maybe he is epileptic and had fallen over. I don't know. He was just lying there. <sighs> that's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, but. Bro. So that's the homeless guy seizure it story. It gets real up where you are, man. Down in Florida, the gators just down in eat Florida. People, people are dude. doing bath salts and eating faces off of Listen, other human beings. What do you mean? Time, one time, a guy eats a face, and Florida gets a bad rap. You know, it's. I'm pretty sure there was like a two week period where like that happened three times. Okay, but three that's Miami. That's not Florida. <laughs> yeah. That's Miami, dude. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Fucking no, Florida, yeah, man. Florida. Yikes. That is yikes. That's crazy. Yeah, so people will have to say which story they want. Dude, d- dad fight has got to come next. Dad fight. Goes. Dad fight. That was one. Honestly, dad fight is one of the most formative moments in my entire life. Dude. One of the scariest, but also most epic memories I've ever and had. And it's going to be the most formative track on your next album, let me tell you. Dad fight. Dude, you know what? Um, other thing, I mean, we've been going almost two hours, but the other thing, whether we talk about it now or next week, that have you been seeing the the chat GPT AI thing? Yeah, people won't shut the fuck up about yeah, it. I'd just be interested to hear your thoughts on it and stuff like that. It's just it, interesting stuff. It it it. I'm I'm not convinced it's real and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, dude, I'm not convinced it's real and it doesn't make sense. So so my first experience was. I was like in a shitty mood from losing all day and someone and someone in my chat like kept talking about it. Yo, check this out. Click this oh, link. Click. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, mommy and daddy are busy, you know, like yeah. not now kind of thing. And uh and the first thing I did, I'm like, you know what? Fine, let's fucking do it. I pull it up and I'm like, what is uh what did I say? I asked it like, what is chat GPT? And it was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with what chat. And I'm like, yeah, cool fucking bot, dude. It doesn't even know what it is, like dumbass technology. And then, like, I, of course, everybody, you know, is talking about it, constantly asking me about it. Yeah. I'm seeing fucking tweets about it. There's videos. I mean, everybody's talking about it, right? So then 
I'm like sitting in bed one morning. I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check it out. And I, I took a screenshot of it. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find where. Oh man, where did the screenshot go? Desktop. <laughs> I I really want to. Oh okay. This is after I had just watched a Melody Sheep thing. Okay. And I was like, write me a song about the vastness of space. And it was like, instantly was in the vastness of space where stars once shone with grace now lies a cold and empty place. The universe has run its course. No more energy to fuel its force. The heat death has stilled its source. Gone are the vibrant nebulae. Hell yeah. The swirling galaxies and fiery stars. All that remains is dark and lifeless debris. The once great universe has died, no longer able to sustain life. All that's left is to drift and glide. But even in its final breath, the universe will know no death, for it will live on in an endless frozen wreath. Okay, that was the slant rhyme. But, like, instantly, yeah. dude, it spit that that's, out. That's KFC Famous Bowl right there. That's what that track is <laughs> on the album. I'm like, it's, I don't understand. Yeah. Like so, I know machine learning and I know yeah, AI yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just it just shouldn't be that I should look at a oh yeah th- there should have been a year period of time where something like that existed but it, you'd have to yeah wait a a a day and a half for a yep. spinner to generate it yep the fact that I type in and hit enter and it's like brah, I'm yep. like what dude I've seen um write me an essay write me a two thousand word essay on the racial themes in the book To Kill a Mockingbird and whoosh done i've seen uh i saw a clip of a guy he was working in unity like the engine unity and he was like it was like write me a script a unity script that takes screen caps from my webcam and saves them as pngs boom copied it into unity and a folder started popping up with screenshots of png screenshots from his webcam we need to shut this thing down before somebody types in there Enter your own questions into your own GPT bar, chat GPT. Because then it now it oh what up oh, Skynet's here. Oh, we're <laughs> done. Oh, I saw one. Shut it down before we tell it to start doing things on its own. Yeah. I saw one that it was create a text-based video game set in Hogwarts where you give me questions and I answer based on answers A, B, C, or D. And it went, All right, you're a young wizard in the house you're Ravenclaw. Immediately. Immediately, and it asked a question, and it gave four answers, and it was like insane, dude. It's fucking stupid, it, and it, yeah. it's ridiculous. I hate it, and honestly, like <laughs> I hate it. The the fact that you know people are like, oh, the world's changing, or whatever. This is going to be like our generation's thing to hate about, like the next generation. You yeah. know, like old people hate the internet and like smartphones, right? And like we are going to hate. I just don't understand how anything is going to politics, news, education. How are the three of those things going to function when everything is indistinguishable? Like when something completely fake and fabricated, like deep fakes, are indistinguishable from the real thing and how you can basically never have to do any work or any homework or anything like that ever again. Yep. I don't. I'm so I don't I I have no words, dude. I don't know. All I'm just scared. I, it's, and it's one of those things like I'm scared because I don't. It could. 
if humans were responsible, and I'm yeah. not worried about Skynet taking over the world. That's not what I'm of worried course. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm worried about all the kids that are going to make their way through and get a college degree with shit like this. It's it's similar to like if cheating in video games was, you know, could like make you money and it was easy to do and free and whatever, then like every game would never feel right, right? Every essay is going to feel like it's plagiarized from yeah, AI. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every news clip and video, you're going to wonder if it's a deep fake. Yep. I just don't know how we're going to know anything. I don't know. I don't know. And you're right. And and it's confusing. And it's like, I don't know how we parse that out. Because like what you said earlier, like really resonated with how I felt when people started um, sending me stuff about it, which was that it doesn't make sense that we didn't have something between last week and today. Because like last week, open ChatGPT wasn't a thing. And the fact the last that last chatbot was smarter child on AOL Instant Messenger. That was it. Yes. And, and and the reality is probably there were things, but it just didn't take off as virally. But but it but it feels wrong that we skipped that when it took us, you know what I mean? When it you know, it, you know, it's taken Apple ten years to acknowledge USB C is a better standard. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, exactly. it sometimes it feels things are like so slow. And it's like you know, yesterday this wasn't real, and now I can I I you could like I was talking to my wife about this. Like, there's going to be this small period of time. Like, if you're in college right now, you're so lucky. Because, like, three years from now, they'll have figured out a way to make sure that your stuff isn't written by AI. But no no 48-year-old, you know, college professor is updating his plagiarism checks for, like, did an AI write this? What you just said this? is, oh, cheating isn't a problem. Don't worry. There's anti-cheats out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, you're, like you could just completely breeze your way through school for the next two or three years because no one's gonna like but yeah and then, I, and then also think about know. think about the person that says some like dangerous or like racist or whatever shit yeah. and then now they can be oh that's a deep fake yeah so now it's like all of these terrible things you can point yeah it's it's so bad in so many ways but then also it's the most amazing I, yes. I don't trust humanity to use these tools in a good yeah, way. Yeah, they're too good. They're too good of tools. Yeah. I, so like, I, of course, I'm like, you're absolutely right. I'm eternally optimistic about everything. I'm just like, I'm just so excited. The way, what I was talking about to my, my wife before, I was telling her about it because I don't know, I'm just a nerd. And I was just like, we've, well, I've had this conversation before where like there was a point in time where almost like all knowledge was like, fittable in a brain where like 98% of all knowledge in the world, almost everybody knew how to farm, how to make a fire, how to live, you know what I mean? How to hunt. And then we're right now we're in a time and what has happened a lot with like the pandemic and a lot of the stuff is we're in a time where there's way too much information to any one person to hold. And, and as a binary, that means that there, we're going to interact with things that we're forced to trust that other people chose to learn. Because I can't know open heart surgery and the Phrygian scale and all this stuff, right? You just can't know all the things. And right now, as a society, we're really struggling with acknowledging and believing the people that say that they know the thing that we don't know anything about. But I see this as like a 
like a next step like this this makes like high school irrelevant like if you know how to do basic arithmetic like do we need to know geometry anymore or algebra like it, i like like I, I see this is almost like is this like a the next step do I, to, do I need to know how to write cursive yeah if i don't even write anything exactly. ever is, except signing my name is, somewhere is stuff like this not specifically chat gt GPT is stuff like this the next step in the in the ability for humans to offload information and then make room for newer like you know what I mean to yeah, like yeah. you know go more and more and more and more specific and learn new things or try new things because because like I don't have to spend literal months of my life learning how to format a paper in like MLS format or whatever it was we had to do in high school like well, before that, that it was time. You spent months of your life digging holes and planting seeds exactly. in you know like so and is now this we have the next step of the ability for the human to offload um i just don't need to know that because yeah because it's objective and i can just boom 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 and of course everything you said is absolutely right there's dangers for sure but i'm just like what is this you know what I mean? It, I, I was amazing, I immediately but went to time... like how does this affect school and education and stuff like that yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's amazing because it, just imagine if you're like, oh, tomorrow we have the ability to be invisible and teleport. Yeah, terrible. Well, now it's like, well, now you've just changed. Like, <laughs> it's obviously amazing, but now I'm constantly going to be like throwing punches in my bathroom <laughs> before I get in the shower. You know what I mean? It's like, so I, true though. Yeah, I I don't trust humans with that power, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And again, I'm not making like an ethical judgmental thing about like, oh, well, then no. we shouldn't do it. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like that. It's just, I, I can't help but be worried. Right. But like, for sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, like we, we just got to tread carefully and be smart for sure about, and then people just, needs to be oh god i mean if we weren't if we weren't poorly evolved fucking apes yeah then uh as as uh hitch said with um prefrontal cortexes that are too small and adrenaline glands that are too big uh it wouldn't be that big of an issue but because yeah. both of those things are true uh unfortunately yeah unfortunately there's too many bad things yeah. are gonna come from this For and sure. it'll just be it'll be interesting to see uh I heard that the in the bad. I heard that. So chat GPT was trained on 175 billion points of data and that open AI is already basically like working on version two of it that they're trying to train on two trillion points of data. So it's like just more specific and confident and you know how many jobs all like knowing. Th this single website is going to like put Fiverr out of business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we solved with the AI art thing like over the past 12 months ish when like it's AI how I make art, all my album covers AI art started showing up and then like there was a really visceral reaction to it from the art community because it was like, well, this is like taking all of our jobs and then the existential question of what is art like I like, you know, we kind of like because neither of us are well artists in the sense of like actually like painting and selling our art. I kind of witnessed it. From, you know, through the glass where I was like, oh, I, you know, stuff like it would just pop up and you, we kind of witnessed this whole existential threat to art. And now you've got people like Adobe, like allowing the sale of AIR. It's interesting stuff. And so like, well, it, well wait until you can say, generate me a, a guide on all of the Tarkov yeah. quests in video form 
make it really fucking entertaining and so that everybody will subscribe. Yep. And it's like, okay, here's 872 videos. Yeah. Well, well, Jesse, well, Veritas, you guys are out of a fucking job. Uh, yep. Because even though there's a contingent of people that like love you, the number of people that just don't give a fuck and want the information is probably larger than that. And, uh, you know. Yeah. But, but again, you can say the same about like, there are people who like, who had, there's value in the fact that it was made with human hands versus, you know, some people like to have a print on their wall, whereas some people want to have the original. So those things are just going to be rarer and more expensive. Um, which means that like 90% of the, those jobs and those opportunities are, are, are going to go yep. away. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything is just going to become a Walmart, but like conceptually, right? Like the, why would you go and buy of of Xbox at like a mom and pop shop? Cause it's when it's twice as much and they never have it in stock when you can just go on Amazon, have it delivered to your door tomorrow, yep. you know, for the cheapest possible price. Yeah. Interesting. Yikes. Yep. Well, stay tuned for Dad Fight. Stay tuned uh, my, for Dad Fight. My my story time for next week, as well as my up and coming album <laughs> of of a similar name. You know, I do have a song that was I didn't make the song, but Goopus uh, <laughs> Magoopus, aka Raid Music. Uh, he remixed uh, a roast that I had on somebody in chat like two years ago um, where he said something rude, but then called me dad. And I said, just because I fucked your mother doesn't make me your dad, kid. And that he like tuned it down. And it's like, just because I fucked your mother doesn't make me your dad. kid. And it's like this fucking trap, like sick. Oh, my and it's God. Pretty, it's pretty epic. It's pretty epic. It's a it's kind of oh a funny song. Oh, my God. Well, I need so, that in my life. So that. Yeah, so that that would be the perfect to song to dad call fight. "Dad Fight." <laughs> Just because I your mother doesn't make me your dad, that yeah. would be insane. I also think that was probably the best. I'm sure some human has said that before me, but I, I I improvised that shit on the spot. Um, and I, I would be proud of that if I did that. I, that's one of my proudest achievements, honestly. Like, put yeah. that on my fucking tombstone. Just because I fucked your mother doesn't make me your dad, kid. Veritas. Veritas. 1988. To 2023. Oh man. Well, that feels like a good place to end it. Um, <laughs> um you know, we'll see what happens in Tarkov. Uh maybe, maybe by next week, uh, the devs of Tarkov will be able to use OpenAI and chatbot GPT to write code to fix the Tarkov and desync. Yes, yeah, the audio God. and desync at Tarkov. Oh my god. Quick, someone type that in. <laughs> yeah. I typed in something about Tarkov and it said it didn't know about Tarkov. But maybe once the two trillion data point version. I asked for a chord progression. I was like, give me a like a space interstellary sounding chord progression. And it spit out like another song about space. Like it was like chorus, verse one, yeah, chorus, yeah. verse two, chord. I'm like Okay, copy paste that. Might use that later, <laughs> you know, like because it was really fucking good, but it wasn't what I was looking for. Stupid AI. I'm gonna mean I'm gonna copy it and use it, but that's not what I was wanting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for hanging. Um, thanks for being here. This will all be live on the podcast channel on uh, Monday. 
Uh, maybe we'll get something in Tarkov. Maybe OpenAI will take over the world. And uh, But the one thing you'll count on is you'll hear about a dad fight next week. So <laughs> secret word is bagels. If you made it this long, type your favorite bagel in chat. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for hanging. I will definitely see you all in the next one. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.